0: Hey there, welcome to the Catch Up Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tiger. Let's catch up. everyone welcome back to the catch up corner. I am so excited to be here recording episode 2 of the podcast. Um if you listened last time, welcome back. I'm happy to have you here again. And if you didn't, welcome to the catch up corner for the very first time. I am so pumped. Uh I was really really happy with all the kind words I received um and all the love that poured out for me for this podcast. Um, I didn't really know how I was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to get any support. And so hearing all your kind words and like having people interact with me on social media and share my social media posts was really awesome. Um, if you didn't see my social media and you're interested, um, I'm on Instagram at pod. So I'd love for you to follow and keep up. I'll be posting all kinds of updates about when new episodes are coming out or any other things that you might want to know if you're planning on keeping up with this podcast. But yeah, I was just really, really happy with what everyone had to say and it really touched me. Um, so yeah. Other than that, it has been a very crazy day. Um, today was the first day of classes. Um, it's actually kind of my last first day of classes uh because next semester i'll be student teaching so i'll kind of be doing my assignments online while i spend the day in the classroom so this is my last semester of traditional classes um in classroom settings um so it's kind of crazy i feel like college has gone by so much faster than i thought it would um and it's bittersweet i have some really interesting classes this year um, and some ones that I think might be challenging, but it's going to be fun. Um, it was a crazy first day. A little bit of the drama of the day, if you're <laughs> interested. So my class schedule is kind of crazy because I only have, like, five more classes to take, and so I kind of just had to take them when they're offered and how they're offered. And so this semester I'm taking three online classes and two in person classes um and on Wednesdays which is the day I'm filming this and the day we start a class I only have four of my five classes and so I start off the day with an in person class and then I have an online class and then another in person class and then another online class so it kind of goes back and forth which is a little crazy like I would have much preferred it to be like both of the in person ones and then the online ones but you know you get what you get so I assumed that because it's syllabus day, you know, that none of my professors would be requiring us to, like, stay the entire time because, like, professors never do that, I feel like. <laughs> On syllabus day, they're like, hey, I'm seven-so. This is what the class is about. This is what our syllabus says. See you later. Uh, none of my professors had that in mind today, um, and I didn't really see that coming. So, I had planned on going to my first class, which was at 11, and then coming back here to my apartment and eating some lunch, and then doing my online class at 1 on Zoom, here from my apartment. And then I was like, okay, so this class is theoretically supposed to end at 2.15, and I was like, there's no way we'll even get close to 2.15. I'll have plenty of time to drive back over to campus for my in-person class at 2.30. Uh, <laughs> that was not the case at all. I um had all of my classes go to the full time. In fact, some of them went over the hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, on the first day, like do we really have that much to say? Apparently we do. So, I'm in my online class and I'm starting to realize like we are not going to end early. Like we are going the whole time. And at that point I started to panic because roughly I live eight minutes away from school. Like, it takes me eight minutes to get from my apartment parking spot to a parking spot on my campus. And so I'm like, okay, I have eight minutes to get in my car, get to campus, find a parking spot, which is borderline impossible on the first day of class, and then walk to my building, walk up the stairs to where my class is on time. Theoretically, I had 15 minutes. So, that's what I'm thinking the whole time. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to book it. Like, I can make it happen. And then, we go three minutes over. So, we're looking at 2.18. And then, I get in my car, you know, gather all my things, get in my car. By the time I pull out, it's 2.20. And I'm like, I literally have two minutes. I think I got to campus in six minutes. And then, walked in the door of my class at 2.30 at 2 30 on the dot like i walked in right as class was starting he actually didn't start for a couple more minutes but i literally walked in almost late and i was literally, so out of breath from running upstairs like it was absurd but i'm saying all this to say that i was happily surprised at that class so i went in and i didn't really know what to expect from this class i knew that it was like an english 432 class but on the like online, it said that it was called special topics in public writing and rhetoric. And I was like, okay, like that literally could mean anything. So I didn't know what the class was about, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna get this class. My prof- I know my professor's a man, like, he's probably gonna be mad if I'm late. Like, I'm freaking out. So I walk in, and it's like this really nice, like, young male professor, and he's like, hey, like, you know, he greets me at the door, like, so nice. And then I sit down, greet my little classmates that I always, you know, gravitate to in class. We're like saying, hey, whatever. And then he's like, you know, greets the class. And he's like, this class, as you guys know, is going to be a pop culture study. And he goes on and on saying how our class is going to be about pop culture. And I'm like, you're kidding. Because if you don't know, like I said last week, I'm an English major. So (laughs) me going into class... To find out that it's about pop culture literally rocked my world. I was so excited. And my friend was like, Oh my gosh, you're going to get so much content for your podcast from this class. And I was like, I know. Like, it was so needless to say, it was fantastic news. Loved the professor. I think it's going to be a great class. And hopefully, I have more to share in the future um, about my pop culture class which is crazy and I feel like the timing is so perfect because like I've never had a pop culture class my entire four years of college and suddenly in my last semester of classes I'm I just started a pop culture podcast and suddenly I'm in a pop culture class like it just feels so like meant to be and natural so that made me really happy and really excited for the future of the semester so yeah I just wanted to share that But, now that we've caught up a little bit, let's get into the catch-up. So, first up, we have celebrity news, which is really some interesting news going on here. Um, I have a couple of things. First up, Todd and Julie Chrisley have reported to prison. Uh, If you don't know who these people are, or what I'm talking about, Todd and Julie Chrisley are reality tv stars they have a tv show called chrisley knows best they've gotten famous for being just like these flamboyant southerners with you know a lot of money and they're just silly and funny and of course rich as most reality tv stars are um however um if you don't know about their scandal. They were currently, or they are currently, (laughs) facing um, prison sentences for providing fake financial statements to the government and banks. And so, they defrauded banks of over $30 million. Essentially, they were claiming to be more wealthy than they were so that they could get more loan money to... Pay for their lifestyle. Um, and clearly, this is a type of fraud. So, they were, of course, busted and they are now being sentenced to prison. Uh, Todd is serving a 12 year sentence and Julie is serving a 7 year sentence. They're both starting at the same time. It's kind of crazy. I feel like, and I can't even remember who I was talking about this with, but I remember that it was like me and a few other people and they were like, oh what did they do cuz we were saying like oh that's a crazy like amount of time that they're serving for a non-violent crime and uh the person was like oh what did they do and we were like they like committed like tax fraud essentially and uh, they were like yeah don't mess with the government like that is what will get you it's just really crazy i think it's an extremely long sentence for a non-violent crime um, and even after they finish their sentences, they will be required to serve 16 months probation. Um, and that is, you know, obviously after they're released, not, it's not like they can qualify for prob- probation earlier on in their sentence as of right now or that I know of. And, uh, Todd is serving at the federal prison camp in Pensacola, Florida, which I'm kind of familiar with, weirdly enough. Um, Pensacola, Florida is a place that I frequent. Or Pensacola Beach, Florida is a place that I frequent. So it's a little close to here. You know, I guess Todd is like a neighbor now. <sighs> That's horrible. But uh, this prison, and I know about it because it is known for like being the cushiest white-collar prison for men. Um they go here. (laughs) I've heard it's, it's really not that bad of prison. So yeah, I mean, obviously it's 12 years, so that's pretty bad. But I, when I heard that Todd Chrisley was going to prison, I immediately knew that he would be going to the prison in Pensacola. And Julie was supposed to be serving at a prison also in Florida, not the same one, obviously. Um, But on the day of her sentencing or not her sentencing on the day of uh them reporting to prison she was transferred to the federal medical center in Lexington, Kentucky and that's where she'll be serving her sentence um apparently there are several reasons that someone could be transported to this prison um not necessarily that there is a medical issue with her um but that definitely is a possibility so but yeah, they've only said that about her being transferred to that prison. Uh, they haven't, and I don't think they can disclose the reason that she was transferred specifically. So yeah, that's that's the first celebrity news story. It's kind of hefty, very interesting. Oh, the next celebrity news story is also quite interesting. It is about Shakira. I'm sure you've heard this story. Uh, it's been in the news, kind of crazy, Um, so as we know, Shakira is going through a divorce um, from her husband Gerard, and she, ha- she was with him for 12 years, and uh, like last year, or I want to say like even in 20, maybe even in 2021, she released a song and a music video, and people were like, suspecting that it was about her relationship and in the music video apparently she like opens the fridge and like I want to say that there was like a head in the fridge or something I think that's what people were saying and you know she was asked about it like what were you looking for in the fridge and she was like the truth or something like that so that happened and then recently which I don't really know like how true this is because it just recently came out when this like music video was like a year ago or maybe more um and I can't even remember the source but I remember when I heard the source that like actually released this information it sounded it was like a tv show or something and like I was just like how would they know that (laughs) you know but needless to say this is this is what's being said is that She discovered that her husband was cheating on her. Like, she confirmed it after finding a jar of strawberry jam in the refrigerator was used. Now, that sentence alone sounds crazy. But, apparently, this certain jar of strawberry jam, no one else in Shakira's home liked this type of strawberry jam. They didn't eat it. Gerard, apparently, especially, did not eat it. And, you know, she goes away for an undisclosed period of time. I don't know how long she was gone. But when she comes back, she notices that her jar of strawberry jam is all the way used. Like, the jam is gone. And she's like, that's funny because you don't like jam. (laughs) You know? To Gerard. I mean, I don't know if she said that to him. But, like, she notices it and she's like... I just think that's interesting that the jam is gone when nobody likes this jam but me. And so apparently that is what confirmed for her that she was being cheated on. um. And yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I have a lot of thoughts about it. Because like, number one, how long is she gone? Because if she was gone for like a week, that is an excessive amount of jam. Like who eats a jar of jam in a week? But is she, like how long was she gone for? that this jam was like gone also when she opened the fridge was the jar gone was the jar empty because like maybe he cleaned out the fridge obviously he was cheating on her it's like 100 percent confirmed because he began a relationship with his mistress but like what if he just like cleared out the jar like threw it away and it just wasn't there and she was like my jam is gone confirmed cheating but maybe not maybe it was there and just like heavily used and that is weird that I feel like that says a lot about the relationship that you have with your mistress that like she's in your home, like or yeah, like she's in your home, eating your wife's jam, like what like that's crazy, so yeah, interesting, interesting story about Shakira um, sending all the love to her and her strawberry jam love, I also love strawberry jam, to be honest, I have some in my fridge right now. <laughs> But, anyway, one last thing about celebrity news. You know I love an award show. The Oscar nominations are coming up. They're this Tuesday, January 24th. Can't wait to see who's going to have skin in the game. You know, I love to know who's nominated the Oscars because it's, like, even though, like, the Emmys are, like, equally as important as the Oscars it's just, like, they are the thing, you know? Like, everybody wants an Oscar. So, I'm looking forward to it. And, based on this award season thus far, for me personally, y'all know I'm about to talk about Jessica Chastain. Like, of course I am. And, based on this award season this thus far, she obviously was nominated for a Golden Globe and she did not win. <laughs> but, she also was not nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. So, I was like, okay, total snub, like... And, I know I should probably talk about the Critics' Choice Awards on this show, but they really are just, like, I know it's great when you win a Critics' Choice Award, but, like, to me, like, I just don't care about the Critics' Choice Awards enough to, like, go through all the winners and all of that. And, I do have some thoughts on the speeches, some of the speeches that were given, um, but for the most part, I don't really care about the Critics' Choice Awards, because critics are crazy sometimes, and I disagree with them, so... What are you going to do, you know? But anyways, at the Critics' Choice Awards, Jessica Chastain was not nominated at all. So I was like, uh, okay. Much less, at either of these things, was she nominated for her film. She was nominated for George and Tammy at the Golden Globes. And snubbed at the Critics' Choice Awards for George and Tammy. Because she was, like, um, predicted to be nominated. Um, But for neither of these things was she nominated or in talks of being nominated for her film The Good Nurse. However, you know, we're thinking about the Oscar nominations coming up and then suddenly the Academy, which, you know, they choose the Oscars, (laughs) um, the Academy Awards, you know, so um, they post a video on YouTube and it's a clip from the good nurse. And it says like scene from the good nurse or something like that. And I'm just like... Why why would they be posting this if The Good Nurse is not going to get heavy recognition at the Oscars? Obviously, Eddie Redmayne could get a nomination. Like, that's almost expected, to be honest. But, why would they post a scene of him and Jessica? Like, of them talking. And then be, like, seen from The Good Nurse. And not nominate them. Not nominate the movie. You know? So, I'm um, now I'm thinking, like... Is my girl Jessica, like, back in the running? Who knows? But, you know, I'll be staying staying tuned to find out. And I hope you will be, too. (laughs) So, that's pretty much it for Celeb News. Next up, I'm going to talk about some movie news. And, of course, I'm going to talk about another one of my faves. Like, don't even be surprised. (laughs) So, for movie news this week, we just have one movie that I've heard about. Um, And that is Pain Hustlers. The release date for this film, or the premiere date, was announced. This is a movie with Chris Evans. Did I say Chris Evans? (laughs) Hey. Heaven. Evan. You know. Same thing. (laughs) Anyways. It's a movie with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt, which is my queen. And this movie was filmed in Atlanta. Um, And Netflix is producing and releasing this film, and they announced on their Twitter account that it's coming out on October 27th, and they put, like, hashtag Netflix save the dates, which I think is funny. So, yeah, they announced that this movie is coming out on October 27th this year, which I'm really excited about, because that is, like, honestly earlier than I expected for this film to come out, because they just filmed it, like, towards the end of last year. So, yeah, it's crazy. A synopsis of the film is... After losing her job, a single mom falls into a lucrative but ultimately dangerous scheme selling prescription drugs. I mean, wow. That sounds interesting. <laughs> and they also released, like, a literally, like, five-second teaser. But, you know, I analyzed every second of it. Like, of course I did. <laughs> um, And, you know, it starts with, like, this close-up of Emily Blunt. And then it has, like, this clip of her and Chris So yeah, that's kind of the only movie news that I heard this week. Um, So let's just move right into movie of the week. Um, Before we drumroll, let me just preface and say that I didn't watch a movie this week that I haven't seen before. Maybe it's because I was watching Thousand Pound Sisters with Anne Wallace, Raven, and Mary Ash instead of watching a new movie. But that's fine because I enjoyed my time watching TLC's A Thousand Pound Sisters. You know? Some, sometimes you just gotta watch a TLC TLC show and, you know, really soak it in. But, so anyways, this week's movie of the week is a film that I've seen before. Like, I'm obsessed with it. We'll watch it a million times. So yeah, this week's movie of the week is drumroll... <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns. Hey. Come on. What a movie. If you haven't seen this, like, honestly, please watch it. Like, it will bring you so much joy. And I know there are, like, skeptics for, like, remakes or sequels. But, like, truly, and I cannot express this enough, this movie brings me so much joy. Like, I literally could watch it forever. Um, it... like really it really touches on that like nostalgia that you're seeking when you watch mary poppins and so it's just a great sequel obviously emily is iconic in the movie and it has linman paul miranda if that draws you in hey linman paul miranda's in it if that doesn't draw you in he's pretty good like give him a break you know (laughs) but it's a really good movie the songs are so good and so well done and the animations are so impressive and cool it's just it's just such a happy movie and like sometimes you need to just let go and watch a happy movie like it's fun you don't have to be watching these movies all the time that are like the best movie you've ever seen critically acclaimed like gonna win Every award, like you don't have to do that all the time, like you can just have fun sometimes. Am I talking to you or me? I don't know, (laughs) but, anyways, regardless, we all need to watch a fun movie sometimes. And this week, I think you should watch Mary Poppins Returns, it's really great, y'all love it. And this is kind of weird, and this is not a diss on the film, like, this is what elevates a film to me, it makes it even better. It's one of the movies that I consider to be a classic nap film for me. Like, if I'm exhausted... Because, you know, some days you you go into your living room and you're like, I want to take a nap on the couch. Because, to me, a nap on the couch is distinctly different from a nap on the bed. You know? Or in the bed. They're very different things. And if you ever want to go take a nap and... You're like, I can't just, like, lay here in the silence and fall asleep. Like, I need to turn something on. And then you're like, well, what am I going to turn on that, like, I'm not going to get too invested. But it's, like, just comforting enough to fall asleep, you know? Mary Poppins Returns works every time like a charm. I turn this movie on. I'm listening to the intro music. Like, the first song comes on and boom i'm out you know like and that is that's beautiful to me but obviously it's entertaining enough that if i'm wanting to watch a good movie like i can watch it and if you're interested in more (laughs) classic nap films i would also say little women 2019 is a classic nap film as well I will always fall asleep to little women. But you have to make sure that you turn it off from the beginning because if you get too far in, like it just gets sad, you know? Like and you're not gonna fall asleep to the sad parts, like you're you're not gonna fall asleep to Timothy Chalamet being like, We have to have it out, Joe. Like, no, you're not falling asleep to that. You have to start it at the beginning. And if you start at the beginning, you're gonna have a lovely nap. And you're gonna wake up and the movie's gonna be on. Same thing with Mary Poppins. You wake up from your nap and you're like, Ugh. What a good movie, you know? How comforting. I'm so cozy. So if I didn't convince you to watch that, then you're heartless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, that's all we got in movies this week. Uh, in TV series, I don't have a roundup this week because I didn't finish any shows this week and I can't be like, this show is awesome, you need to watch it, but... I do have some TV news. I do have a TV recap. Um, In TV news, we've got several things. Um, Number one, Aubrey Plaza is hosting SNL this Saturday, January 21st. Everyone tune in. Aubrey Plaza is hilarious. Like, I'm a little surprised that she hasn't hosted SNL before. But regardless, I'm so excited to... But regardless, I'm so excited to watch her host and see all the skits and hear her monologue. I think it's going to be so, so good, and I'm so excited to see her on there. I just love her. And I think it makes sense for her to host now because she's having such a moment. So I'm so glad that she's doing it. Next in TV news, Meryl Streep. Absolute legend, which honestly, it's a little bit odd to be like Meryl Streep TV news because, like, she's definitely a cinema girl, you know. <laughs> but Meryl Streep is joining the cast of Only Murders in the Building for season three. Um, they kind of have this thing going, you know, where they have a surprise guest each season. Last season's surprise guest was Paul Rudd, um, and he's gonna be returning, I'm pretty sure. They've started filming, and they revealed that Meryl Streep is going to be in season three, which is so interesting, um, and they revealed it by posting a photo of the cast and, um, creators, and Meryl Streep was, like, just casually in the photo, and everyone's like, what? Meryl Streep? It's really interesting. There's no information or anything about, like, her role or, like, how big of a role she's going to have, but. She's definitely gonna be in it, and that is news enough. And this last thing, I didn't know if I should be putting it in movie news or TV news, but because we know its predecessor in TV, I decided to put it in T V news. So, Zoe 101, which if you know Zoe 101, you're an icon. Is having a spin off sequel movie. It's created by Paramount Plus. It's coming out on there. And I am so excited. I used to be so obsessed with Zoe 101. I wanted to go to Pacific Coast Academy. Like, I was like, literally, that's like where I'm going to high school. Like, forget my hometown. Like, I'm not going there. I'm going to Pacific Coast Academy. Which number one is like not a real high school. Like, I'm pretty sure they filmed it on a college campus. And number two, like, girl, you're not going there. <laughs> but, anyways, they're making a movie, which I think is really exciting. And I'm just, I just have a lot of questions. But some of them were answered. Most, most of the old cast is going to be on there from what I could see. Um, and it's gonna be released later this year, which I think is so interesting, like, they just announced it, and suddenly it's, it's coming out, like, I find that interesting, and then the plot, which is what I was most intrigued about, because I'm like, okay, all these years later, like, what's, what's the premise, you know, like, if they're gonna have all the old cast, like, they can't be at Pacific Coast Academy, which honestly, like, I feel like takes away from it, like, Are we even going to want to watch these characters if they're not at the school? That is what I'm wondering. But the premise is that the PCA alumni are reuniting for a wedding of their friends. So that begs the question, who's getting married? Is it Zoe and Chase? Because remember that time they did like that? sequel episode of, like, some show, and, like, Chase found out that, like, Zoe had feelings for her, for him, but it was already, like, 10 years later or something, and he was, like, wait, Zoe has feelings for me, and then he, like, ran out of the room, I don't even remember what that was on, but, like, so is it them getting married, like, I am so curious, and I will be watching, and, you know, if it's coming out this year, like, we'll be talking about this soon, like, let's get it, you know, like, I'm excited. So that's all for TV series news, but I do have a recap. I'm still watching Bad Sisters, and I've watched a few more episodes. I haven't finished yet, but I have more thoughts. And if you don't want to hear spoilers of Bad Sisters, just skip ahead a few minutes, and yeah, I'll see you. See you when I'm done spoiling the show. So, I still don't know how John Paul died, obviously, because I don't think I'm going to find that out until the last episode. However, I've reached the point where all of the sisters are on board with the idea of trying to kill John. Like, John Paul. They're like, yeah, let's kill him. (laughs) Like, that's a good idea. Obviously, I like how they're keeping the element of, like, them being like, we shouldn't be doing this. This is crazy. Like, we could get in so much trouble for doing this. Like, I like that they're keeping that element and not just making them be like, oh yeah, like, let's just kill him, and everyone's on board, and there's no problems, like, it's totally fine. I am glad that they're keeping that going. However, they suck at killing him. Like, they've tried several times to kill him, and each time, like, it has been a colossal failure. Like literally, I can't deal with it, and so then, I'm watching the show with my parents, and so we were, like, talking about, like, oh, what do you think's gonna happen, like, how do we think this show's gonna play out, and we thought, and I think my mom said this, and we were all, like, yeah, 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 like, that seems logical, like, we thought that there would be a murder attempt in every episode, and we're, like, oh, yeah, like, they're gonna try to kill him in every episode, and they're gonna fail until the end, until they finally do it. But then <laughs> we were proven wrong. Um, because we, like, watched an episode and, like, they didn't try to kill him in that episode. And we're like, oh, well, guess that's not the case. Um, and, yeah, so currently we have a few predictions. Like, I think that, like, the sisters are not even going to kill him. Like, I think it's going to be, like, Grace or, like, his daughter or something like that. Um, and my dad thinks Grace, too. But I think my mom still thinks that just the sisters are going to kill him. So, I guess we shall see what happens. Um, Some interesting things. We figured out how BB's eye patch situation came to be. And I was thoroughly traumatized. Like, every time they showed her eye, like, going into that thing, I literally cringed so bad. Like, and not cringe, like oh, that's so cringe. Like, actually, like, physically cringed because it looked so incredibly painful. And what else? Oh, Eva is my favorite. Like, hands down best character. Like, you know, she's so, like, maternal in this, like, different way because she isn't a mother and, like, knows that she can't be, but she also, like, raised her siblings. So, she has, like, this maternal energy, but, like, she's still, like, so independent, and, like, has her own, like, identity outside of her sisters, which I think is really nice, um, and she doesn't, like, have this thing that, like, her other sisters have that, of, like, being so wrapped up in their own families that, like, they don't really, like, think outside of that, and I think Eva has the ability to, like, really think about all of the sisters because of her experience with, like, feeling this, like, great responsibility for them, and, It's so, so interesting. And also, I was literally so obsessed with her and that guy. I was like, oh my gosh, where is he in the present day? Like, why aren't they together? And then he was literally gay. (laughs) That was literally hilarious. But also devastating, because I was like, oh, they're so cute. Like, they're on this little date, like, blah, blah, blah. And then literally, he's like, uh, I don't like women. I was like, what? Yeah, I think he waited a little late to, um, inform her on that. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we've got some interesting music news, uh, on the pod today. First up, what everyone's talking about, Miley Cyrus releasing her song Flowers, which is obviously about Liam Hemsworth and her relationship with him. And it's, like, a play on When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Because, you know, like, he's, like, saying, you know, I should have bought you flowers and held your hand and stuff. And in her song, she's, like, no, I can buy my own flowers. Like, I'll hold my own hand. Like, it's fine. Like, I literally don't need you. And all these, like, rumors are coming out about it. Like, everyone's saying, like, oh, Liam dedicated this song to Miley at their wedding and the music video is filmed at the house where he cheated on her with 14 other women and like all this crazy stuff and honestly I feel like a lot of it is coming out to just be stuff that like her fans like made up to like populate more like talk surrounding her song and like low-key it works because like that's what everyone is talking about and I'm just like honestly at this point really confused like if I get some clarity on this like I will let you know or if Miley says something I will let you know because I'm really confused in this story about what is true and what is not true like honestly the only thing that I'm buying is that like maybe he dedicated the song to her because that makes sense that she would like Revamp the song, you know? And then the second piece of music news is that The National announced their new album coming out on April 28th. And The National is great, you know, like we love them. However, (laughs) the real news is the collaborations that they are doing on this album. So the album is called First Two Pages of Frankenstein and there are four collaborations that i'm really excited about and there are four collaborations that i'm really excited about first there's a song called the alcott with taylor swift like of course there is you know it's giving renegade like vibes Uh, like the collab you know so i'm really excited to hear that and then there's two songs with phoebe bridgers Uh, One of them is called This Isn't Helping, and the other one is called, literally get this, Your Mind Is Not Your Friend. Um, Yikes, that song, it's going to come for me, like I already know, and I'm prepared. And then the last collaboration that I'm really excited about is Once Upon a Poolside with Seth John Stevens. I think that's going to be really good. I love him, so I'm really excited to hear all of those songs on April 28th when they come out. Congrats to The National for having a new album. And then before I get to this week's recap, I have a little bit of book news, which is surprising. So, Prince Harry released a book called Spare. It's a memoir, of course. And I think it is garnering so much press because it's the first of its kind, like no one that high up in british royalty is writing memoirs like no one is going that deep into the inside of the royal family you know so i think that is like giving it so much press not to mention all the drama and scandals with prince harry and meghan markle like everyone wants to know like all the gory details apparently <laughs> um i don't know if i'll read this book but you know millions of people are doing it so <laughs> Maybe I'll find out from them if it's worth reading. But I wanted to bring this up because his book sold more copies on its first day of release than any other work of nonfiction ever in the history of publishing. Like, it's crazy. Um, On the first day, his book sold 1.4 million copies. And the book that held, like, the record before was Barack Obama's A Promised Land. And it sold, like, around 800,000. Like, somewhere between eight hundred and nine hundred thousand and 900,000 copies on its first day. Like, what? That is crazy. So, yeah. That's the book news that I have for you today. Didn't really think I would ever have much book news. But there you go. As for my book recap, I'm like I said reading two books um one on my phone one like a hard copy book but I haven't really been diving into A Beautiful World Where Are You by Sally Rooney which is my hard copy book because I just feel like contemporary fiction is like not what I need right now like I need something to like really keep me intrigued especially like as I'm starting up school like this like literary fiction book is like not gonna draw me in like I don't I can't read about like the nuances of their relationship right now. You know, like it's just not enough <laughs> to keep me going. Um but that means that I have been reading The It Girl a little bit more and I don't have any like extreme updates. I will say that I'm really like enjoying the book. Um and you know, there's it's a thriller and like it's proposed killer has, like, just kind of been introduced into the book, because it kind of goes, like, into the past, and into the future, you know, so, or not the future, but, like, the present, and so, like, in the past, like, I just have gotten to the part where, like, uh, the main character has met the supposed killer who was, like, arrested for the murder, and so I think that's really interesting, and, like, it's starting to pick up, and, It also used the word it girl, you know, kind of revealed a little bit like why it's called the it girl. So I really liked that. I'm looking forward to seeing where this book goes, I think, as the potential to be really thrilling. (laughs) But yeah, that is pretty much all I have for the podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed everything that we caught up on Thank you so much for being here and listening um, on this second episode and the first episode as well. I hope that everyone has a great week. I hope that you guys enjoyed the Oscar nominations and that someone you love gets nominated. And I can't wait to catch up with you all next week. Talk soon.